0: I mean, you know what I'm going to say, right? You
1: know
2: it. If you follow me on Twitter, you know how I'm going to start this video. I guess if you don't follow me on Twitter, then you're probably like, I have no idea.
0: If you follow me. You know what I'm about to say here, okay? My really strong stand today was... I don't want to play Giga Chalk, Isaiah Joe in tournaments. I stand. We gave, I gave all the reasons, but I'll, I'll repeat, I,
2: I, will, <clears throat> I will repeat the reasons for why I did not want to play uh, Giga Chalk, Isaiah Joe. Ended up being 80%, which is just out of this world. 80% ownership for Isaiah Joe. Let's we'll just talk about the reasons that I did not want to play him at that ownership. He's score independent,
1: plays for the Thunder. You know the Thunder, if you
2: struggle, they will bench you. It happens almost every every, every other game, someone gets benched for the Thunder, right? So a super score independent player who just came off a big game, minutes are not secure, could very easily get benched, and is projected for 50 plus percent ended up being 80% owned. That was my stand. Don't play Isaiah Joe. Just play. We have so many other value plays. Ty Ty Washington, Jay Sean Tate, um, you know, a lot of the Rockets. I'm trying. There's a few more. But there's Cam Reddish, right? There, there's a lot of
0: value. Don't play Isaiah Joe. First half. Why did not it happen in the first half? And how many fancy points Isaiah Joe had at half? One. Or was it three? It was either one or three.
1: He either had one point or three points. He basically had nothing. Played awful. Didn't shoot 80% from the field. And was a massive bust at
0: this ownership. All right, that was a good half. But we still got time, right? Then I saw the notification. Aaron Wiggins starts the second half for Isaiah.
1: Us GPP Bros finally get
2: rewarded, right, for making a super sharp fade. Finally, thinking, yes, now, NBA is really, really tilting. Mason's coming back from All Star break, but here we go, right? Was on that Isaiah Joe fade. Let one fade in this ownership. Is it going to be a massive bust, right? One fancy point and a half gets
0: benched for Aaron Wiggins. I'm thinking, let's go. And I'm about to win all the money. Then I see Isaiah Joe back into the game midway through the third. And all right, there's
2: there's no ways he's even going to get a value, right? Maybe he'll get 10, 12 fancy points in his last fifth of the game, and then,
1: you know, that's it. That's it, right? Comes in, look at my phone.
2: Back-to-back threes for Isaiah Joe. All right, well, that's pretty annoying that the fish get are going to get bailed out with at least him hitting value. That's, I'm a little bit mad about that, but all right, you know, at least he's not putting up a performance that you have to have, right? That's, that's no way, no way that can happen in, like, a little over a quarter, right? There's no way that one of the worst plays of the season at this ownership 80-plus percent, there's no way he's going to end up smashing
0: for the fish that played him, right? No, no, that, that cannot happen, right? No. It happened. It happened. And Isaiah
2: Joe turns into Michael Jordan. Absolutely smashes at eighty percent ownership after having one fancy point and getting benched
0: at half. This is The Insane Asylum doesn't sound too bad right now for me. I'm just saying right now. I mean I just like right
2: it's, it's it's every slate. I tell I was like, all right, what's gonna happen tomorrow? I said that last night, you know, what crazy things gonna happen tomorrow? Oh, well Isaiah Joe's gonna be eighty percent owned, he's gonna be a massive bust, he's gonna get benched, and then he's not only gonna bail out the slappies, he's gonna absolutely smash
0: for them by going for by going for thirty fancy points in like twelve minutes. I don't know what else to say. I don't I don't know what else. I'm kind of just speechless
2: from, from that performance. Let's recap everything else for today. So started off the day really well. Uh took down the early showdown $15 into 500 dollars So not a bad start there. This was the lineup. Uh Drew Captain with D-Buck, Ayton, Brolo, Middleton, and Chasha Koji. Just continues to play massive minutes. So that was a nice start to the day. And then yeah, I'd like to announce that I will now only I'll be sticking to spring football and esports only, right? We don't have to deal with 80% owned, awful chalk players bailing out people in 12 minutes by not missing, right? We don't have to deal with, deal with that in esports. We don't have to deal with that in the beautiful spring football league that is the XFL. Nope.
1: We don't have to deal with triple overtime games of 400 points. No way. Good, clean football, good, clean video games. All good, right?
2: That's a recap. Um, again, if you wanted to see my lineup tonight, it uh, wasn't great. I took the L on my take that I thought Mason Plumley would play more with Nikola Jokic since the matchup, but ended up getting benched. Uh, but he came back and played really well in the fourth quarter, just salvage value. But I really thought he would play more, um, and I was wrong in that take. They, they closed the half of Batum. They, they put a lot of small ball. So I'll, I'll definitely take the L there because that, that was a take I felt pretty good about Plumlee direct for 1%. I'm like, I'm going to play Mason Plumlee at 1% ownership. And if we get the game where he plays 35 minutes, we will break the slate. But they did not. They want a bit more small. Um, Giddy, I mean, come on, man. The price, how are you only going for value? Against the Sacramento Kings without Shea, you know what's going to happen? Shea's going to come back, and then Giddy's going to go for 50. Like, come on, man. Come on.
1: Anthony Edwards, yeah. I didn't have Dame Miller. I did not have Dame Miller.
2: Game Lord went for, oh, yeah, 100 fantasy points at massive ownership. So it didn't even matter, the, the, the uh, Isaiah Joe stuff, but still. Anthony Edwards, really? got Like 5% from the field. Uh, yeah, so that was my lineup. I mean, I had 30% of people in high stakes fade Nas, Nas Reed. 40% in the big tournament. I mean, what was that? Did people just, like... Is it just like a recency bias thing for when Nas Reed was popular before and got in foul trouble? Is that why people fake? That had to have been the only reason. It was like the, the very clear top play of the slate. I thought he was going to be like 90% owned. I was shocked about it. Like Isaiah Joe was more popular than Nas Reed tonight. Let that sink in. 3.7K Nas Reed without Gobert. Isaiah Joe was more popular so that's a recap of everything had a great day still overall even though the nba slate tilted me tonight again took down the showdown made it made good money in the xfl was profitable in price picked four and two so only down. the only thing i did not cash in tonight was nba dfs main slate all right let's move on to this four game slate first though we got to talk about the sponsor of the video that would be price picks again make sure to use the code DKDFS for 100 match up to 100 Went four and two today on the pick so not bad at all um and, uh, yeah, it's, I'm having a lot of fun playing. Again, player prop site, you build two, three, four, five, up to six player props. You can go up to 25 bucks your money. So, again, link in the description below. Take advantage of that free $100 to play with. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you guys are looking for premium content, whether it be for DFS or for prize picks, always check out my Patreon linked down below. If you have any questions, let me know uh, on Twitter or in the comment section. But let's talk about this uh, four-game slate. It's weird, right? Monday, and there's only four games, so I guess there's a big slate today. I mean, it's, it was a busy day today. Esports, we had NBA all day, then XFL. Um, hey, I loved it. I loved it, right? I didn't have to go outside. I mean, I don't go outside anyway. But. Well, i take that back. i take that back. I did go outside today. Because I took a nice stroll to
0: Chipotle. Yeah. You, you guys know what that means, right? Thank you, Isaiah Joe.
2: Remember, really, really tilted... I go to Chipotle and they tried to. Oh, at this time of the night, we can only give guac to online orders. Gave them the Kendi Matumbo wave. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, no, I'm here to use my uh, guac. I had my birthday guac from like a week ago that, you know, free chips and guac that you can use. So I was like, no, no, no. I am getting my birthday chips and guac. I'm getting my free guac. Putting the guac on the bowl. I did end up getting guac. But if they tried to say, yeah, I would have been really tilted. if they're like, no, actually, you can't have any guac. It's like, what? can someone also, like, that makes no sense. Oh, yeah, we can only give guac to online orders. So the true customers that walk in can't get guac. Like, does that make, I, they said that to me. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. What are you talking about? But, all right, we got the bull. We got the guac. Thank you, Isaiah Joe. All right, Miami and Philadelphia, first game here. On the Miami side, we got Tyler Hero. He's 7.7. He is questionable. Um, Kevin Love is probable. His price did jump. As far as the top end guys go, Jimmy, Bam. 8.8K for Jimmy. Eh, minutes haven't been amazing. 8.6K for Bam. Fine, I'm not going to prioritize either in the small slate. Hero would be my favorite play if he does uh, give it a go. Gone for 50 fantasy points two of the last four games. Now, if Tyler Hero misses, I'm curious what they do with the starting lineup, um, but you'd most likely just get more minutes for the combination of like Vincent and Struess and Oladipo, maybe a little bit more Caleb Martin as well. So those guys would all benefit if Tyler Hero does not play. Gabe Vincent, of Tyler Hero plays, probably can't do it. If Tyler Hero misses, then I have a little bit of interest in him at 4.8. Again, same with Struess, probably no interest in Hero plays, but would have some interest if Hero misses. And it's probably the same thing with Oladipo too. Um, Oladipo's not been great first couple games back, but... Still getting about twenty minutes a game. Um, Kyle Lowry also, I guess, could be back. He's been out for a while. If if Hero and Lowry are both in, then then we can't get to any of these value plays. Uh, what else? Cody Zeller is playing the backup five. He's three point two k. Probably not necessary, but I guess if Bam gets in foul trouble, he'd be the guy that benefits. And then back to Kevin Love. I still think he's a fine play at five four, but no longer like a must. Like he was someone like when he was the min price in three point eight k, like. I would have played, if I was building 150 lineups, I would have had 100% Kevin Love. It's no longer that underpriced, but I still think he's a decent option uh, at 5-4. Our Philadelphia, so Joel Embiid was a guy I mentioned last night. I really liked him for tournaments. That paid off in a big way, went for 70 fancy points. It's a tough matchup, but it's still Joel Embiid. So, like, I'm totally fine if you want to get to him. Uh, again, I don't love the spot, but price point's reasonable. Still a guy that can go smash any single night. James Harden, kind of the same thing. Reasonable option, 9.8K, not a priority. Doesn't have the shooting guard eligibility anymore either. Tobias Harris is 5'3". I expect mid-30s minutes from him. Just kind of like a last guy in piece. Maxi had been playing a lot more until last game. Kind of struggled only put 25 minutes. But here's the thing with Maxi, right? If he plays well, they will extend him. And he's a guy that does have a pretty high ceiling. So I still like his upside in tournaments. Um, you know, I would say right now, he's kind of similar to a guy like Malik Monk, where... Right is just a good point-per-minute guy. If he finds his way to more minutes, he could smash. Like, that's kind of how I feel about Maxi. If he if he's playing well, they'll extend him. If they do extend him, he could break the slate at this price. Anthony Melton is a guy that minutes are all over the place. If Maxi struggles though, he's mo- he most likely benefits. So I definitely wouldn't play those two together. Can we talk about this PJ Tucker game too? Thirty fantasy points for PJ Tucker. Like that's almost more surprising than Isaiah Joe going for like, thirty fantasy points in ten minutes tonight. right? So, that's Philadelphia. Let's move on to Detroit and Charlotte. Detroit could be pretty shorthanded. No Durin. Isaiah Stewart is questionable. And now we got Bo'Veon Bogdanovich questionable. If they're all out, I mean, I have no idea what the Pistons are going to do, but they're going to be really shorthanded. My guess for the starting lineup would be Hayes, Ivy, Wiseman, Livers, Maybe they start Bagley, too. I mean, they have done. They've been starting, like, too big. So maybe that would be the starting lineup. But as far as the guards go, both are reasonably priced. 5.6 K for Jaden Ivey. Um, made a good matchup. Only 4.6 K for Killen Hayes. I know the minutes can fluctuate at times. But you know most of the time, these guys are playing around 30 minutes. And the one positive I will say with these two guards is there are times, not every time, but there are times when the Pistons get blown out that they close games. So... They're somewhat blowout-proof in Ivy and Hayes. Bagley smashed last game um, with Wiseman fouling out. We know he's a decent point-per-minute guy. I I definitely have some interest in him. The downside is he's only center eligible. James Wiseman having power forward eligibility, not sure that one makes any sense. But yeah, he fouled out in 20 minutes on for a double-double. We know he's a good point-per-minute guy. I love Wiseman, assuming he starts, which I'm pretty sure he will. And this value, Diallo, Burks, these are guys that not terrible point per minute. If they find their way into more minutes, or again, if one of Bojan or Stewart are out, like these guys could have good games. Uh, so I, I definitely have some interest in them for value. Livers, I expect to see minutes. He would probably benefit uh, a lot more if Badonovic is out, but he's not the best point per minute guy. But if you give me Livers starting at 3-2, then I got to have some interest in him. Um, don't know if I get to anyone else. You might see a little bit of Kojo or RJ Hampton, but that might be getting too cute for me. Um, and then as Stewart and Madonavich are in, I think both would be fine plays. I think Madonavich would be the guy that I would take the shot on if I was to play one just because the ceiling is there with Boyan. If he, if he knocks down his shots, right? he's a guy that can go for 35 to 40. All right, on the Charlotte side, so Lamella Ball, 10.3K. I like the matchup for him. He should play close to 40 minutes. I think he looks pretty good. Rozier, Oubre, 6.8K for Rozier. That, that price has come down. Oubre still kind of taking it easy on his minutes. Gordon Hayward, um, playing around 30 minutes a game, I think is a fair option. Washington's doubtful, so you're going to get JT Thor most likely starting. I guess I get switched up, but someone asked me about JT Thor the other day, and I said, you could not pay me to play JT Thor. Well, you went for four fantasy points in 26 minutes. Uh, yeah, that's JT Thor for you. I mean, this is a guy in the summer league this year that was going for like 15 fantasy points in like 28 minutes. He was averaging like half a fantasy point a minute in the summer league. So, uh, no, I do not want to play JT Thor if he starts. Don't care if he's free. I don't want to play JT Thor. You could not pay me to play JT Thor. Uh, what else? What else? Mark Williams is 5.9. I like the matchup for him. He had a big, big game last game. 18 points, 20 boards. Um, I think he's a decent play. Richards is the backup. Uh, he'll probably play 18 and 20 minutes, a reasonable value. If Williams gets some foul trouble, he will benefit. Don't know if I get to anyone else. I mean, you see, you'll see DSJ in the rotation. He's 4.7. You might see a little bit of McGowns or the McKay Luke, but I just eh, eh. don't know if I get to anyone else. All right, Boston and New York. So no Jalen Brown. Derek White's probable. Um, it's hard not to like Jason Tatum. Price have come down to 10.2, and now there's no Jalen Brown. Becomes the clear go-to guy. I think Tatum looks good. I will just say, like, it feels like a lot of times when Jalen Brown is out, that Jason Tatum is like massive chalk and then struggles. This is what it seems like to me recently. I'm not saying to fade Jason Tatum. I'm just saying, it feels like the last three or four times that's happened, Tatum has kind of been a letdown as chalk. But yeah, he still looks really good at the top. The guards, Brogdon Smart and Derek White all have more usage. The ceiling, you know, all three, I guess, have a ceiling, but I think most of the time, the ceiling would be the highest on Brogdon. He's the best point per minute. Um, But still no guarantee that he plays a lot more. Rob Williams, 5.1. I think we see 25 to 30 minutes from him. I think he's a relatively safe play. Al Horford's 4.8. He should see low 30s minutes, another relatively safe option. Grant Williams should play a bit more here without Jalen Brown. He's only 3.4K and someone that I do have a bit of interest in for salary relief. Don't know if I get to anyone else, though. On the Knicks side, no one's standing out, but Randall, Brunson, I think a reasonable GPP plays, just because they're going to play 35 to 40 minutes. Again, not necessarily the best matchup. RJ Barrett's 5.8. The minutes have not been great on him, but fair price point. Same with Josh Hart. Like These are guys kind of playing 25 to 30 minutes a game. They're good filler plays. Mitchell Robinson's 5.2. If he stays out of foul trouble, he does have a ceiling. Clay's playing the backup point. He's consistently playing like mid-20s minutes, another fine tournament option. I don't think I get to anyone else, though, with Grimes or Hardenstein. so. Well, let's finish it up late on hammer here. we got the Magic and the Pelicans. So on the Magic side, Paul Carroll. the price is coming down a bit on him, but still don't know what's coming down enough. He's been struggling a bit of late, It's so more of a contrarian option. I think Carter Jr. is probably your safest bet. Now, he got massive foul trouble and shot one of 11 last game, so I don't put too much emphasis into that. He's most of the time going to play low 30s minutes. Mark L. Foltz continues to play around 30 minutes a game, like his ceiling a good amount. Franz Wagner, Sugg just gives you like 25 to 30 fancy points. Cole oh, Anthony, Jalen Suggs, these are guys that you know have ceilings. I'm a little bit more confident with the minutes on Suggs, though. Been a little bit higher uh, minutes than Cole Anthony recently. Um, Gary Harris is gonna play mid 20s minutes. He's score independent, but if he knocks down the shots, so he can get you there. He's always like an okay, like contrarian value play, in my opinion. Like I played him a couple times. Moe Bogdan will play the backup five. If if Wendell Carter Jr. gets in uh, foul trouble, he will benefit. And then no Jonathan Isaac. You'll see my boy, Bull Bull, in their rotation. But he's been struggling a bit of late. He's only 3.1K, so yes, he's playable. Kind of sad, though. I I miss when Bull is a big part of their rotation and playing big minutes. I I miss tweeting out the Bull Bull uh, picture. I do. Not going to lie. All right, and finally the Pelicans. So we got Ingram. We got CJ, 8K, 7.4K. K. like the price points for both. CJ's been really bad of late, but like this price point is tempting, right? It's tempting. They're trying to lure me in like a fish. Like 7.4 for CJ, it does feel too cheap. And no Larry Nance, you should get more run for Jonas Valanciunas. I really, really like, he's been playing about 30 minutes a game and has kind of been struggling for JV standards. Like JV's a really good fancy point per minute guy. So, if he continues to play 30-ish minutes, which I think he will with Larry Nance out, I really like JV here. Richardson's price point did jump. Um, he should start and play low 30s minutes. Fine play in the mid-range. Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, they'll be in the rotation. They're okay values. And then I think Hernan Gomez will play the backup five. He's a good point-per-minute guy by, obviously you can tell, seeing in 11 minutes, one for 25 fantasy points. So if Hernan Gomez continues to get the backup five run, I actually do think he's in play on the small slate. The only risk is there's like an outside chance they can go to Jackson Hayes, but the last couple times it has been Hernan Gomez against the backup five when Larry Nance is out. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for the video, guys. So if you have been enjoying the DFS content, just make sure to like, subscribe, to the notification bell, keep an eye out for the prize picks video. I'll have that up after this. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all in the next one. Maybe tomorrow. We won't start with the tilts. Maybe. Just maybe. I don't know.
1: Uh, but I appreciate it as always, guys. We'll see you in the next one.